Blog Talk Radio. Dr. Anonymous Show 90, End of Life Care. Dr. Anonymous Show, good evening or good morning or good afternoon whenever you listen to this show. This is Dr. Anonymous Show, where we go beyond the blog to bring you the best people in the medical blogosphere, in medicine, in new media. I'm, of course, your favorite physician host. I am Dr. A, and you can always find me at DrAnonymous.com. You can also find me at DrAnonymous.net. That is my Facebook fan page. You can become my fan on Facebook. I know a dream come true. You can also find me at DrAnonymous.org. That takes you right to my iTunes feed where you can subscribe to the show and get all you can listen to about Dr. A. I know. It's incredible, isn't it? Today is Thursday. April 16th, 2009, it is 9 p.m. Eastern Time, or as we say in these parts, Rock Dog Time. And uh, thank you so much for uh, joining me on the show here uh, this evening. I appreciate it. And uh, our topic tonight is going to be a little bit more on the serious side, at least for the first part uh, of the show here. Um, And we're going to be talking about the... the, uh, the idea or the care of what is called palliative medicine. Uh, some other people, you may also know it uh, um, by other names like hospice care. And there's a, there's a lot of mystery. There's a lot of not really understanding what it is because um, obviously it, it, it does deal with end-of-life care, uh, you know, which is obviously not, not a, a very comfortable subject, a subject that, that is talked about a lot even within uh, medical circles. Uh, so I'm very happy to uh, uh, welcome uh, to the show in a few minutes here a, a good friend of mine, uh, and he has a blog, uh, and it's called The Journey Learned. It's called, uh, uh, you can find it at thejourneylearned.blogspot.com, and I will uh, drop that in, there in the chat room there for you to uh, check that out. And he calls himself uh, Dr. M., 
and we'll be uh, to the show here uh, in a few minutes, and we'll be talking about uh, we'll be talking about this. Um, and uh, this is this is a, a, an area that uh, he has uh, 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 come to have a passion about, and and taking care of these patients who who need our care. Um, people may be familiar with, you know, a terminally ill. Uh, cancer patients, so you may you may relate to that to you know, end of life care and hospice care, but it's not only that. It is it is a a whole field of medicine that check out uh, the blog uh, during our uh, conversation. Uh, so we'll be talking about that, and then uh, after our uh, conversation about that, so you know we'll lighten up things here a little bit because uh, Dr. M and I went to uh, medical school together. And if you saw on my blog there today, uh, you saw our uh, <laughs> our uh, effort at uh, uh, a talent show uh, that we uh, participated in when we were a second year uh, medical students. And uh, for those of you who didn't know already, I do uh, uh, did or I do a little bit now. Uh, play the piano a little bit, and he sings a little bit, and I put that up on my blog there today, and uh, hope you enjoy that. We'll be talking about that and, and some other uh, medical school stories. <laughs> uh, so if people want to try to get some uh, dirt on me, uh, maybe wait till the uh, second half of the show. <laughs> and uh, so the second half of the show will be, we lighten things up here a little bit. Uh, before we get started, I do want to thank uh, Block Talk Radio for uh, featuring a show again uh, this evening. We're also featured on iTunes, and welcome to those of you who are uh, new to the show. For those of you who don't know, um, I am a, a family physician in a full-time private practice, uh, meaning I see patients uh, five days a week in the hospital and in my office here in uh, beautiful northeastern Ohio, and uh, I have a blog coming up on three years now. I can't believe that. And uh, coming up uh, on uh, this show for two years. This is show uh, number 90. So thank you, Blog Talk Radio, for not canceling me. Um, if you would like to join the show later this evening, you know, um, maybe about halfway uh, through the show here, uh, the number here is uh, 646-716-9514. And if you're listening live, you can see... Uh, my shining face in the webcam here uh, this evening. And, yes, I was just at a hospital meeting. I'm still in kind of my shirt and tie type of thing. But as people see uh, on my, on my uh, Facebook, I did purchase a Snuggie, and I may uh, uh, get that out for the second half of the show. So, uh, so look out uh, for that. Um, and I do want to give a hi and hello to everybody in the chat room here. Hello, chat room. So we really already have uh, 10 people here in the chat room, so welcome to Ramona, to the Reverend Rockdog, to uh, Kimmy, to Kat, to Mark, Liv, Epi Junkie, and Drew, and we have a couple of guests in there, and some that call themselves The Boat is Real. So thank you for joining us live, and also if you're listening on the archives, thank you for uh, listening to the show here uh, this evening. And uh, before we get started here, just want to give people a heads up on what's happening for the rest of the month here. So uh, a week from today, I will be in the fabulous, fabulous city of Chicago. Um, and I see that Annie and Burl, our buddies there, have uh, just joined the chat room. I will be broadcasting from the fabulous, from the luxurious Annie and Burl Live Studios in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, so that will be fun. So stay tuned for that. And then I will do my Saturday show from there as well. So... Next week on the Dr. Donovan Show is all about the Annie and Burl live show, so that's going to be fun. There, who knows what mayhem will ensue there. 
very exciting. So I think I have all my uh, opening announcements here uh, right out of the uh, right out of the way here. So uh, I will get some uh, music here, and uh, uh, right after this musical break, we'll bring on Dr. M. You are listening to the Dr. Anonymous Show, a proud sponsor of PodCamp Ohio. You can find it at podcampohio.com. We'll be right back. Back to the Dr. Anonymous show only on Blog Talk Radio. Now I would like to welcome my good friend, Dr. M, to the show. Dr. M, welcome to the Dr. Anonymous show. Well, thank you, Dr. A. How are you tonight, sir? Good, good, good. Uh, I guess what I didn't uh, include with your opening there is that uh, you, know, you are a family practice, family medicine by training, and, and you are still in the uh, office here uh, this evening, I believe. Is that correct? Well, you know, I've got the lights burning, and, you know, of course, the patients have been gone for quite some time, but kind of kicked back in my office and uh, expecting to have a good time talking about you and your med school days. <laughs> well, that's not yes, what we're we going to talk we about? Will... Uh, <laughs> no, no, we'll, we, will, we will continue to tease the audience, because <laughs> as my audience knows, I am such a tease. We will leave that to the uh, second half of our conversation. All right. Um, <laughs> So, um, so yeah. So just to let people know, yeah, I haven't seen you for a long time. The, the first time that uh, that we were able to talk was, I think, about a month or two ago at a little uh, education conference, and uh, and you talked about uh, palliative care and uh, hospice, uh, gave a presentation there, and and uh, we had a long conversation um, after that, and uh, it was it was just great to talk to you about that. I guess my first question for you is. Um, you know, when people ask you about, you know, palliative medicine and hospice care and, and how that's defined, how what do you tell people, what do you tell patients uh, about what that topic is? Well, I mean, as as you've realized, you know, not many people know what palliative medicine is. You know, some people have heard the name hospice and and they equate that to death and dying. And, and yes, you know, the, the definition of, you know, a, a patient that is, eligible for, you know, hospice care is they must have a terminal illness, you know, whether it be cancer, whether it be heart disease, you know, uh, lung disease, kidney disease, there's a lot of different things um, that, uh, you know, uh, we see, but, you know, they, they must have a, a diagnosis of uh, life expectancy of six months or less. Now, that's for hospice care. Now, palliative medicine, and, you know, I really didn't realize the the great difference between palliative medicine and hospice care until until I actually studied for boards and I then I realized this look you know there's a whole new world out there called palliative medicine you know and if you think back to what what medicine used to be like before 
you know, the radiology, before all the x-rays and the CAT scans and the MRIs and the, the lab work and, and everything else, you know, um, we used to treat patient symptoms. And we used to use our own hands and, and listen with our stethoscope. And we couldn't rely on all these fancy tests that we have today because we didn't have them back then. Well, that, to me, is palliative medicine. You know, the patient does not need to have a six months less um, diagnosis or life expectancy. You know, we can get involved with palliative medicine, you know, in, in, as soon as the patient's born. You know, there's a lot of pediatric palliative care services springing up across the country, and rightly so, because there's a great need. You know, and but, I mean, so I pride myself, you know, on the palliative care community um, as being, you know, experts in treating symptoms and relieving suffering. And, and I guess that's that's the, the really the, the big picture uh, when it comes to this uh, type of medicine. And it's not, you know, it's it, it kind of goes beyond, I guess, end-of-life care. It's that there are... There are things that we can do. Even I can do, even though I, I'm not, I don't, not board certified. I, but uh, I can do to help relieve the symptoms of my patients. Is that right? Most definitely. You know, I mean, yeah, again, you don't need to be board certified to to be a better physician, be a better nurse, be a better patient advocate in treating the patient's symptoms you know i mean first of all you you need to open your eyes and you need to open your ears because i mean you know how it is you know seeing patients such as you know we do in our office you know we have you know 15 minute slots and and you know somebody comes in and and you can you know diagnose them you know but when do you really and and hopefully we do this and i know you do because i know who you are and and why you went into medicine but when do we really have the time to sit down get to know our patient and and almost go home with them and a sense and find out what their symptoms are and what truly is their day like you know well that's the way medicine used to be and and palliative medicine tries to bring that back to modern day practice yeah let's kind of uh, just kind of go back a little bit because I, I know you know my, my audience uh, really likes to try to um, you know get to know the guests a little bit and and try to get back to you know just get some origins about you know why you started down this path. I mean, let's kind of just go back to, and I know you and I have talked about this personally before, but uh, maybe share a little bit about, you know, what what called you towards medicine, what called you towards medical school in the first place. Wow, yeah, you're you're dusting off brain cells now. I mean, but that, honestly, I mean, this is this is something that that I mean, we all have in our in our bag per se. I mean, we all know why we do what we do. And we all know kind of, you know, where our passions lie. And, and I mean, I, I mean, call it corny, call it hokey, you know, but I've always wanted to help people. You know, I thought of my life as, okay, you know, whenever I'm such and such an age and I, I look back to my life, you know, am I going to be happy? Am I going to be happy with what I've done with my life? And, again, you know, it sounds hokey, but, you know, I wanted to help people. And, and how, how much more can you help people when they truly need you whenever they're not feeling well? You know, um, I, I did. I trained in family practice. I'm very proud of my training. I learned an immense amount, you know, being a family practitioner. 
And um, then I also uh, spent a significant amount of time in a local uh, community hospital emergency room, you know, in the hospital that we both work out of. And so, you know, that was a, a little different venue for me, you know. Um, but, I, you know, I didn't love it like I did family practice. You know, I, I found myself in the emergency department, you know, putting out fires instead of preventing them. You know, and so I, I went back into family practice. I opened up my own practice, and I'm a solo practitioner and such as yourself. I mean, uh, we, you know, we see patients, you know, five days a week, and, and I love that. And, and uh, but this, this, this new passion that arose called, you know, palliative medicine just kind of really grabbed me and, and shook my entire being. Um, if you really know me and, and, and follow me throughout the day, you, you see that, that I'm being pulled closer and closer to this every day, you know, and, and every moment. You know, if I'm not in the office, I'm thinking about our local hospice house. And I'm thinking about, you know, my, my patients there and, and, and as I call them, my peeps, you know, all the nurses that I work with and, and do they need anything, you know. And so it, it truly is a passion. Uh, yeah, just to uh, let people know and to let you know, uh, uh, my uh, connection dropped for about 30 seconds there. But uh, um, it did catch the end of what you were saying, and, 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 I, and I think it caught the essence of what you were saying um, as far as, you know, what, what – what uh, drew you down this type of path? Um, and I remember you and I talking that, you know, I I would never imagine you doing this type of medicine. And I I think you know a few years ago you would never imagine yourself doing this type of medicine. Um, and it is something that it really uh, really fascinates me. Um, I think one of the things that I remember from your talk is that um, you know as far as treatment, as far as helping to relieve symptoms, that um, what is in your doctor's bag as far as medications, prescription medications, you had to learn um, a whole different way of using some of these medicines that you probably didn't know that, you know, as far as, you know, I think the example that you use is nausea medicines. Um, I don't remember how many medicines you say that uh, uh, treated nausea, but it was just, a, 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 you know, a huge number, which I wasn't even aware of before. Yeah, you know, and, and I've given this talk before, and, and I get the same look from the audience. And you know what? I used to sit in that audience, and I used to give that same look. You know, I talk about – because I, I guess I wanted to, to make people realize the importance of what we have to offer not only our patients but also our fellow physicians, our peers, in the treatment of patient symptoms. You know, I talk about nausea, you know, nausea and vomiting. And, and as a family practitioner, you know, I, I learned uh, really well maybe four, maybe five medications that we use for nausea and vomiting. But I, you know, I'm bragging to say I use 18 different medications for nausea and vomiting. And then everybody looks at me like, oh, my goodness, you know, 18. I don't even know if I know 18 medicines or not. But, uh you know, and that's, that's, that's the approach of palliative medicine. You know, we go above and beyond, uh, you know, the normal treatment of, of patients above and beyond and outside the, the normal use of certain medications and use these medications that are very, very effective to help a patient's symptom. You know, I, I recently... Um, well, right before the talk I gave at our hospital, I, I recently had the flu. You know, it was actually, you know, the stomach flu, as we call it, not the true flu. And I was nauseated. 
and I had vomiting. And this lasted for about a day and a half. You know, a day and a half is not really a long time unless it's you. Well, I mean, a lot of our patients, I mean, they're, they have these symptoms for, you know, days and weeks and months. And, and that's what kind of impassioned me. You know, I, I listened to some of my patients. I listened, and I couldn't help them initially. You know, I had to look toward another peer of mine um, that he, he practiced palliative medicine. And then I got thinking, you know what? I need to learn this. You know, I need to, to do this to be a better doctor. And so, you know, I, I love it. You know, I, I've been impassioned by palliative medicine and hospice care, and uh, it, it's just it's, it's wonderful. I can't speak enough about it. I think you can tell I'm a little excited. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's kind of take this, I guess, from from two different angles. And, uh, and I think, well, what I want to ask you about first is, you know, maybe to talk a little bit about about your more your presentation directed to physicians. Um, and then after that, we'll talk about, you know, um, you know how you interact with families and patients and and how you kind of present this topic to them. As far as physicians go, um, you know, I guess extrapolating some other topics or some other ideas from your talk. Um, not just about hospice, but about palliative medicine in general. Um, well, what are you know? What are uh, what are the things that that you want to let physicians know about this type of care, this type of medicine um, that they can apply to what they do every day and don't have to be board certified, um, you know, in palliative medicine. I, I guess what I want to do is educate. You know, just because I needed educated. And so I remember being the family practitioner and almost throwing my hands up and, and saying, you know, to my patient, look, you know, I'm sorry this, these medicines aren't working. You know, we're doing the best we can. And we truly were doing the best we can with the knowledge that we had. You know, so I want to impassion other physicians and let them know, look, you know, there's other things that we can be doing. We can do a better job. You know, and the first thing to do is is get us involved, you know, whether it be a phone call, you know, to, you know, your palliative care service, your, you know, somebody that practices palliative care in your city, you know, call them early and, you know, just kind of pick their brain. You know, I, I love whenever somebody calls me um, and asks me a question because now I feel useful. I feel effective because I can bring something else to the table. And it's all about taking care of the patient. You know, I feel like when you have somebody that you can talk to, a palliative care specialist, no different than a cardiologist, no different than a pulmonologist. You know, they're a specialist in their field. They can help you manage the patient. So I guess if there's one thing I want to do, I want to educate the, the fellow physicians, educate the nurses, educate the technicians, and, and say, look, you know, you're not alone. We're not going to leave you hanging out there. There's other things that we can do, and I'll be glad to share my knowledge. I'll be glad to share the resources that, that you know, where I learned it. Um, well, what are some of the things that you're learning uh, when you're talking with, with physicians or other health care providers as far as misconceptions or myths, or what are some things that, that you have to correct or educate um, healthcare professionals on with regards to, you know, palliative medicine. Oh wow! You know, I've I've got a wonderful place to start as far as that question goes. Um, narcotics. You know, I used to be so apprehensive to prescribe strong narcotics 
because, one, I felt my patient was going to get hooked on these and they were going to abuse them. And then I was going to, you know, be a part of that. And I certainly don't want to do harm. I mean, that's our oath. Um, but I've, I learned so much, you know, through, you know, other people that have practiced palliative medicine and hospice care, but also, you know, looking at evidence-based medicine that if used correctly, you know, uh, morphine is a wonderful, wonderful medication. You know, we use morphine, yeah, we, we use it for pain. Now, I know whenever I mention morphine, all the physicians and most of the nurses, if not all, they just like, <gasps> you know, <laughs> they're, they're like, oh, no, you know, we can't use that. Morphine kills people. Well, if used incorrectly, any medication can kill someone. And, and you know, morphine causes, you know, slowing down of the breathing or respiratory depression. You know, sure it does if, if used incorrectly. But if used correctly, following evidence-based medicine, following the literature out there, morphine is a wonderful medication and not only helps with pain, you know, not only helps, it can eradicate pain. You can take a patient that tells you their pain is a 9 or a 10 on a scale of 1 to 10, um, all the time, and, and I have a patient in our hospice house. She came in, her pain was an 8 to a 10. Within five hours, I had her pain down to a 4. Now, it wasn't just me. It was all the nurses. It was the team. You know, now I checked on her right before coming here for this radio show. Her pain's a 2. She took a shower. She was walking outside, smiling. What, how much better can it be? So misconceptions. You know, I, I love to talk to physicians, nurses, medical care providers, and and basically, um, you know, tell them, look, you know, there's other options out there. What you possibly have, have learned in medical school and nursing school through your peers in the hallways, in the elevators, it's not necessarily true. If used correctly, these medications can be wonderfully safe, wonderfully effective. Hmm. Okay. Uh, there's a question in the chat room um, about uh, uh, medicinal medical use of uh, uh, marijuana. Uh, do you have an opinion on that, or or have you have you um, is your opinion out there in the palliative medicine community uh, on the use of this? Most definitely, um, marinol. You know, as we call you know medical marijuana, um, definitely has its its uh, part to play in palliative medicine and hospice medicine. Now, I can't say it's my number one medicine to reach for, but uh, what we use Marinol for is basically to stimulate appetite. When somebody is, um, and more specifically at the end of their life, um, they're going to, you know, be what we call cachectic, or they're going to lose a significant amount of muscle mass, of weight, um, and basically it's kind of a, a wasting process, you know, to where their their metabolism is so to, uh, that they begin kind of eating up their muscles and, and uh, they become much weaker. This adds to nausea and everything else. Now, um, the one of the first medications we we reach for um, in this case is some of the uh, steroids, you know, the decadrons, the prednisones. Um, if you cannot use those for some reason, you know, Marinol is an option. You know, um, and again, you know, I, I used to be deathly afraid to prescribe Marinol, like, oh my goodness, I'm not going to do that, you know. But it, it has its place, you know. And I probably prescribe Marinol on a uh, you know bi-monthly basis, you know, if I spend a significant amount of time. Um, 
for just joining us. So welcome to the uh, Dr. Anonymous show. And uh, uh, we're talking to my good friend, Dr. M, and his uh, blog is called uh, thejourneylearned.blogspot.com. And just to let people know, we're going to be talking on this topic probably for another 10 minutes or so. If people want to join the conversation on this topic, uh, you can call us at uh, 646-716-9514. And uh, I do want to talk uh, a little bit about the blog there. So I, uh, I remember when you and I uh, talked at the conference there, I'm like, you have a blog? Wow, yeah, I didn't know. And then you were like, you have a blog? <laughs> so, um, tell, me, uh, tell me how the blog came about. And uh, did, were you reading blogs before you started this? How did all that come about? You know, you know actually, uh, um, this is probably something you don't know about me, um, Dr. A, but, you know, I, I enjoy writing, you know, and I enjoy writing not, not solely because I, I love to hear what other people, you know, think of my writing, and I like to impassion other people, you know, um, but I, I use it as basically a therapy for myself. You know, I, I, one of the stories on my blog um, is uh, a story about my dad, actually, and, and, you know, I was attending a palliative care conference, and I got this phone call. I was down in Tampa, and uh, we live, of course, here in northeast Ohio, as well as my dad, and I got this phone call that my dad was having a heart attack, and so well, how much more helpless can you be to be the physician's son thousand miles away, you know, and you can't see your dad or, and or help him very much, so Anyway, my dad's doing very well. I mean, he had open heart surgery. Everything went, you know, just wonderfully. He's, he's uh, doing his own thing, and, and he's feeling even better nowadays. But I, I needed to kind of vent. I needed to kind of get all of these emotions, all of these things off my chest. And so I just started writing things down and all my experiences. And, and you know, I, then I, I read this, and I allowed other people to read it, and they said, you know, wow, this is powerful. And, you know, and, and Dr. A, if you remember, I've always loved to teach, you know. And, yes. And so uh, I, I, I just I jump at the chance to teach, and that's why I appreciate this opportunity just to kind of talk to the whole blog world out there about my passions. But that's what I, that's what I did. I wanted to, you know, teach um, to a, a larger audience. And so uh, – I just started looking online and said, okay, you know, where, where can I go with this? And actually a friend of mine um, had a wonderful blog, and I enjoyed reading her blog. And it wasn't medically related. It was basically just kind of her raising her healthy family and loving life and everything she had to offer. And I said, you know what? I think this would be a wonderful venue for what I, what I want to do, you know, teach to a bigger audience. So it's been a blessing. It's been great. Um, you know, I get wonderful comments on my blog. I've, I've, uh, all my stories are true. Um, from the very first one whenever I was a child, which is a little comical, you know, to, you know, m my latest uh, story is, is, is basically a love story that, that just kind of unraveled right before my eyes right here in my office, not so much in palliative medicine, but in family practice. So um, it, the journey learned is a, is a dream of mine, you know, and I, I one day want to, you know, compile everything into a book, and I foresee just a lot of great things from this blog and the writing and the passions. Uh, and, yeah, you've been only going about uh, six months, and uh, I see at the top of your blog you have a pretty good following uh, already, and uh, I've seen some people uh, um, comments and reading their comments, uh, and uh, uh, it's, 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 it's been fascinating uh, reading. And, and, yeah, and I admit that I, I did not know uh, this side of you, and uh, um, I'm just kind of curious, uh, how, uh, how do you come up with topics or 
or is it is, is this something because this is something that's curious to me about bloggers is that you know when you write something is 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 it just do you just sit down and write it and then post it or do you do you kind of craft it over a number of days or a number of weeks until you you know feel that it's ready to be posted out there what's kind of your process with that i can honestly say uh all of the above <laughs> you know there's sometimes okay um, the very first story that I wrote, you know, it's uh, lesson number one. If you look back in the old post, you know, it's a little comical story about me whenever I was a child. I actually wrote that while I was seeing patients at lunchtime and then throughout the afternoon. You know, I mean, I, I guess <laughs> that afternoon I was, uh, you know, seeing patients. I ducked back into my office, shut the door, type a little bit more, you know, go back out and see a patient, you know. So, you know, I sometimes I do that, but more often than not, you know, I'll – I'll, uh, I mean, uh, I'll come up with an idea or something will happen in the office. That's usually what it is, you know, a wonderful, wonderful meeting with uh, a family member, something that touched my heart, something that just kind of grabbed me by my heartstrings. And, uh, you know, I write down just a couple sentences. And then uh, where I do most of my writing, believe it or not, is, is at home. You know, I'll get up early sit at the kitchen table. We recently moved um, on the banks of a beautiful lake in the area, and so I'll make some coffee. It's quiet. Might build a fire if it's cool enough, and I'll just I'll just start writing, you know, and, and, and just things kind of come to my mind, and this, this beautiful story unfolds right before me, and then before I know it, I read this story, and I was like, wow, this really happened, and this is awesome. You know, not so much my writing, but just the wonderful story that unfolded right before my eyes. You know, so it's like these, these stories are, are just kind of plopped right in front of me, and all I have to do is just kind of tell the story back to other people that have the same passions. Yeah, I mean, it's, I uh, for people who follow me on uh, Twitter, uh, I I, I kind of uh, put a Twitter out there today that, uh, you know, I was having a, a long discussion um about a patient of mine in a nursing home, um, and uh, you know, I was thinking of you today because it, I've been kind of doing some palliative medicine um, steps with this patient and with this family, and uh, um, trying to work with the family, you know, and and uh, um, you know, something that you do every day, you know, these type of things, and uh, you know, the, the the big decision, you know, to to make somebody to make a patient to make somebody. You know, a do not resuscitate patient, and and what that means, and what that means for the family, what that means for the patient, and uh, um, yeah, that's that that's that's a, that's a very tough process, um, as you know. Um, but uh, um, you know, one of the great things about primary care, one of the great things about family medicine, is that you know I, I have you know I have and I have this you know uh, uh, relationship with my patient and my patient's family uh, to to kind of explain put. Put, try to put everything in this this in this picture to say, hey, you know, we we want to do um, what's best for her, what she would want us to do, and 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 sometimes that means shifting care significantly to a decision to you know make her comfortable to try to limit suffering, uh, and uh, you know, I'm I'm thinking you know, of some kind of blog post right now to share this, uh, because that was one of the reasons why I started a blog initially too, is, 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 uh, and especially physicians, you know, we, you know, we don't talk about a lot of this stuff. We don't talk about any of this stuff, especially when it comes to, you know, these type of situations. And, and, uh, because we're sometimes we're worried about, 
medical legal things and this and that and whatever, but you know, definitely need some kind of venue. I wouldn't say vent, but to express what we're going through, which can vary very challenging, and that's why I'm very happy about your blog and, and reading, you know, uh, reading what you're writing, and I really see as you're telling the story, you know, because I know you very well, um, you know, I, I can kind of see you telling the story as I'm reading it, um, and, and I'm uh, I'm glad that 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 you're sharing this, uh, you know, on the internet or, or sharing this with all of us. It's uh, it's been very gratifying for me to to catch up and to read. Your blog, it's, it's it's really good stuff. Well, God bless you. Coming from you, I think that is a wonderful compliment, Doctor. Um, you know, and 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 God bless you for taking the time with your patient. You know, and you're exactly right. Primary care, you know, people that are involved with primary care, whether they're you know nurses, physicians, technicians, anything, um, they they have a wonderful, wonderful opportunity but also a pretty large responsibility. You know, this wonderful opportunity is, you know, you become inserted into the patient's family. You know, you as the family doc, you as the nurse in the office, you know, they're taking your name home, you know, and if they get into trouble, guess what? You know, they're going to call you. I mean, my, the nurse here at my family practice office, you know, Kim, she's, you know, I, I think the practice could, my patients would be fine without me. I think they wouldn't be fine without Kim because she's like their right arm, you know, and they call her up and ask just the wildest questions. But you know what? It's important questions and it's, and it's you know, life-changing questions, and, and, and they love her. They really do. So Kim is awesome. Um, you, you took the time, you know, you, and you take the time with your patients and you get to know them. And, you know, you're exactly right. There's a point in time in a patient's life, in every patient's life, mine included, you know, to where, you know what, the, the best thing for this patient is not necessarily ordering the third MRI or the, the second CAT scan or, or, you know, going to, you know, into aggressive type treatment. And I used to have a hard time realizing that. And here the, the pendulum definitely has swung significant amount. You know, I, I remember one patient specifically that sat in my office, uh, an elderly gentleman, and, you know, I, I, I took the time to listen to what he had to say. And what he had to say was, I, I lived a wonderful life, I have no regrets, and if God chooses to take me tomorrow, then that's fine. I just want to be comfortable. I don't want to suffer. I don't want to feel pain. I don't want to struggle. And I, I envision myself sitting on that, that table, on that exam table, and someday possibly saying the same thing. And maybe that's where it all began. Um, I have to tell you, in our, in our live chat room, the nurses are showing you some love. So, <laughs> well, God bless the uh, nurses. Cool. There he goes. Uh, See, so scoring more points there, Doctor. Good job. Buddy. Well, you know, uh, what? and I'm not, I'm not saying that to score points. You know, honestly, and, and no, no, hey, no, you know, know you know the same. You know, and yeah. we've learned this. I remember sitting in back in the call rooms and realizing that the nurses are our best friend <laughs> because they can they know what's going on you know they're in the oh, trenches yeah. they're they're providing care when we're zooming in and zooming out and so right. god god bless the nurses i i <laughs> i would not want to do this nor could i do this without a wonderful staff of nurses 
Um, I'll have one more question for you, and then we'll uh, we'll take a little break, and then we'll we'll change gears and reminisce a little bit. Um, but uh, I guess as uh, closing thoughts or anything else with regards to palliative medicine, hospice care, anything that I didn't ask you, or anything you would think my audience, either from a physician standpoint or a patient standpoint or a family standpoint, that you would want them to know. Wow, that opens up a, a, a big can of worms here. You know what? And I, I spoke a lot about how I, I enjoy going and talking to the physicians. You know, but you know, here's a message. You know, for the patients. You know, you are ultimately in control of your life. You know, if if your physician, whether it be your primary care physician, whether it be your cardiologist, whether it be a specialist, whether it be a palliative care specialist, if you are getting the answers that getting your an- your questions answered then great if you're not you need to ask the questions and if and if your physician's not taking the time now that now I'm not going to get much love from the doctors in the room um but if if your physician's not taking the time to answer your questions I I tell people look you you may need to look for another physician because it's your life and you you need to take an active role as much as you're comfortable with, as much as you want to, in your own care. And, uh, you know, I, I stress this, this not only to my patients, but, you know, to my family, to, to my friends, and say, look, you know, you're the boss. I tell my patients all the time, you're the boss. I work for you. What do you want to do? What goals do we have? So, so patients, do not be intimidated by your doctors or your nurses or your medical care providers. You know, we're going, we are patients, and we're going to be patients throughout our life. And so, you know, be comfortable asking questions. Take an active role role in your care because honestly I mean a good physician a good nurse wants you to well said well said what we'll do now is that we'll take a little bit of a break we'll we'll change gears and uh, um, we will uh, <laughs> we'll reminisce a little bit about uh, medical school here and uh, people are going to enjoy this conversation here so uh, so thanks everybody for hanging out with me we have uh, 17 people in our chat room now so great crowd here tonight thank you for joining the Dr. Anonymous show here on Block Talk Radio we'll be right back after this quick musical break no don't go anywhere because uh, we'll be changing gears so we'll be right back Hey, this is the Reverend Rock Dog from Annie and Burl Live. You're listening to the Dr. Anonymous Show on Blog Talk Radio. He's a lifesaver with a microphone, and he's accepting new patients. This is the show that goes beyond the blog to bring you the best people in medicine and in new media. That's the Dr. Anonymous Show, every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Hey, welcome back to the Dr. Anonymous Show. Uh, shout out there to the Reverend Rock Dog uh, for uh, making that promo for me. Really appreciate it. Uh, 
So welcome back. We're here with my good friend, Dr. M, here. And, uh, yes, we uh, we were, uh, <laughs> we were uh, medical school buds, you know, and, and no jokes there. No jokes, kids, you know. We were, we've been through a lot, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I don't know. And Should I talk tell you this? what, tell you what, the stories I have about Dr. A. There you go. And just to, just to let you know there, Dr. M, I am wearing the Snuggie. I'm wearing the Snuggie, so uh, I am... I will uh, share some uh, comments about the Snuggie a little bit later. But, uh, but yeah, so that if people can see me in the uh, live webcam, that is what I'm wearing. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I, like I wrote on your blog, I'm a little nauseated by the idea of the Snuggie, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This is, uh, I'm glad I don't have my uh, laptop with me. I actually didn't have time to grab it. I think it's a good thing. Uh, so, see, the bonus thing is if if you uh, if you become a Facebook fan out there in uh, Internet land, you go to DrAnonymous.net. What I will do is I will post an exclusive video with me, part of the show, wearing the Snuggie, so you and uh, everyone else can enjoy it. So um, where should we start here first? Let, 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 let's start with this talent show thing. I've been getting a lot of email and comments on this talent show thing. <laughs> uh, talent uh, show. I, yeah. I tell, what, I tell you what, you know, that um, – that was a ball. I mean, we we had a great time. You know, we had a we had a great time rehearsing and and I don't know. I, I think it was your idea, or I don't I don't really remember how we started. You know, but uh, we we had a good time and and I think that the audience that we had. I mean, they felt that we had all this rehearsed and all this you know joking and laughing and all the comments and everything else. You know, uh, and if you remember, it was all ad lib. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, from start <laughs> to finish, even even the mistakes. You know, uh, you know, we made a few mistakes, and remember, whenever your, uh, I think it was your, your music kind of fell off, or you lost your place, and we stopped, right, right, right in the middle of the song, and the next note was like the highest note I had ever sang in my life, and I'm exactly. thinking, oh great, you know, I can't, I can't even build up to this one. I just got to start, <laughs> and, you know, it was fun. It was fun. Oh, and uh, uh, well, what I didn't put on the video there was we, we did like two or three songs. We we did Desperado, and we did that song. We did another song, and uh, that was that was a good time. And what people don't know is that uh, you know we were up against like you know all these you know kind of professional or semi-professional rock bands. I mean, you know, we had like fifteen people. Sure, uh, sure. And it was you, you and me, and uh, we won third place that night. It was awesome. I was just going to ask you if you remember uh, the, the our placing, but uh, yeah, you're exactly right. It was third place, and there were two like full bands, you know, full you know rock bands uh, that were there, and they won first and second. And so you know, hey, I'm proud to say, you know, we did a pretty good job because we went up against them, and we were right on their tails, buddy. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and I think that was kind of the the, the pinnacle of things because. Uh, uh, you know, I guess kind of going back to first year, you know, medical school, you know, being there at school, especially working in anatomy lab and, you know, just, we're just trying to find some kind of outlet <laughs> to, uh, get our frustrations or, or at least, at least, at least escape for a little bit. And, uh, you know, I found a piano there and, uh, um, uh, you know, we started tinkering around with things, just trying to, you know, if for anything else, stay awake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can only drink so much coffee. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, but some other things on my Facebook page, which I shared, was that uh, you know we, we were we were part of uh, you know kind of a memorial uh, ceremony where you know where you sang and I played piano there and uh, um, you know that that first and second year you know there's 
there, there's a lot I, I forgot uh, before you know, reviewing these videotapes about, you know, I mean, you know, there were some fun times uh, amid all of the stress and frustration. Oh, yeah. And, you know, there had to be. Because, uh, I mean, anybody that's gone to, well, I mean, the nurse is going to be happy about this, but anybody that's gone to nursing school, you know, medical school, anything like that, I mean, it's, I mean you're just a ball of stress. You know, that, that it consumes you, and that's your life. You know, well, you know, guess what? We're people, and we need to laugh, and we need to, to play around. And, and I think that's, that's where you and I kind of got started. You know, and I don't even remember exactly when we met, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was around a piano. You know, because let me let me tell you, blog people out there. Here we go. Here we go. This man, this man can play. He can tinkle the ivory. Let me tell you, he uh, and and you know what? And there's nothing more that the ladies love than a guy playing the piano. And so, uh, you do it. Oh, I tell you. I tell you, bring it on, buddy, bring it on. And I, you know what? And I would just, I, and I'm being serious. I'm being 100 percent serious. I would stand back. And because I was, I was a little, I was a non-traditional student. I was a little older, and I still am a little older than Doctor A, you know. But I would stand back and I'd say, "Look at him go! Look at him! He's working his magic." And there were girls all around you, man. <laughs> they were. Now, come on, don't give me that laugh. You know good and well. There were yeah. girls all around you. They loved a guy that could play the piano. The only thing that can <laughs> compete with that is the guitar. Wow, uh, the check is in the mail. Doctor. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I, I'm being serious. You know, but no, we we had good times. I remember playing pool. You know, we'd play yeah. we'd play some pool. You know, we'd go outside. Uh, you know, and uh, we you know we had a, we had a good time. You know, yeah, we studied hard. Um, do you remember, like, um, now we're talking. You know, when we were doing our clinical rounds. You know, we, yeah. and I tell this story all the time. You and I yeah. would would be back in the the like the, I don't want to say study carols, but like the on call room. Right. And we would read something. You know, we'd read. Let's say we'd read about Parkinson's. You know, oh, I know exactly and, where you're going. Yeah, yeah keep going. Yeah, you know. Keep going. Yeah, we would read like the 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 most minute little detail about Parkinson's disease. Okay, like the palmomental reflex. You know, right. and, and we'd read this like, what the heck is this? You know, and say, oh, yeah, you scratch the palm, you look for the ipsilateral mentalis muscle twitching, yada, 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 and stuff. And like, wow, that's that's pretty cool. You know, I, I never heard that before. So then we, you know, get our hour and 20 minutes sleep, you know, throughout the middle, you know, the entire night. And then we'd go on round, you know, on rounds, you know, with this internal medicine doctor. Let's call him Dr. W. All right. All <laughs> right. remember Dr. W. And, yes, I yeah, do. Yes. And. You know, then he would, you know, he would take us in to see a patient, and he would, you know, we'd look at this patient, and he'd maybe reach down and scratch this patient's palm, and our our jaws would open up, and we're like, oh my goodness, he's he's checking for Parkinson's. You know, this is the polymental reflex, and so we would look at each other like, I can't believe we just read about this, and now he's doing it. And so yeah. we look like the the two smartest people in the world, you know, because, you know, he'd come up, well, you know, what do you think this patient has? And, you know, one of us would say, well, it's obvious that he has Parkinson's. Of course, you're eliciting the uh, pulmonary reflux, which is, you know, and we'd explain it and all the residents and the other medical students yeah. would look at us. And we were looking for the look. We were looking yeah. for the look for the attending. Oh, yeah. You know, they'd have daggers in their eyes like, right. who are you? Right. Why are you answering all the questions? Yeah. And, and 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 all we were looking for was the nod. When you get the nod from the attending when you're a medical student, 
and then we like left the room first because like the senior resident was like, what the hell was that about? Yeah. Yeah, and he's like leafing through his little book, like, uh, what is it? What is he talking about? Uh, what was that? You know. So no. Do you, like, you, you, you remember the Foley catheter story? Oh yeah, you got to tell that one. <laughs> oh no, I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll start it out. It, 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 it's on it's on this internal medicine rotation. It, 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 it's another night when we're like studying urology, and we were on rounds and. Uh, uh, and uh, we talked about some kind of you know, measuring the size of the bladder. Um, and then we were on call that night, and we had a patient, and, and, and pick it up from there. Well, oh, yeah, let me tell the hard part. Um, exactly. You know, basically you're, you're, you're measuring the uh, residual volume of a patient's bladder, and so you would actually, you know, the patient had a catheter, and you would, you know, take a very large intimidating-looking syringe, and, and you would basically put in so much, you know, you know, sterile saline, and then see how much came out, and then what didn't come out. Well, that was a res- I mean, something like that. I don't remember the exact details. And we were clueless. You know, we we we're just like, okay, well, the book says, you know, one A do this, you know, one B do this, and two A don't do that. You know, it's like, oh, oh, oh let's not do that. And so, <laughs> I don't, you know, uh, the patient I think did okay. You know, I, I, I you know, I, I mean, you know what? And we were able to finish medical school, and we're treating patients now. So I think. Well, no, well, there's the, there's there's the next day on rounds. <laughs> Remember what happened the next day on rounds? We're like, yeah, we measured this, and this oh, was the yeah. volume that we that we measured. And then the attending's like, you did what? You did what? You did, and how did you do that? And and so we're like, stumbling. Well, uh, uh, well, we did this. And we did that one A and one B, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that, that's that that's what it said. <laughs> and they and he's like, you you guys really did that. Yeah, yeah, we did that, and then we're thinking, oh man, maybe we shouldn't have done that at all. Yeah, we we look like two nerds, you know, like we, you know we had all the answers and everything. Little did they know, you know, we we're fumbling through it and scared to death half the time. <laughs> do, 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 do you remember your 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 landmark birthday story? Oh yeah, yeah. Here I am. So, yeah, go so ahead. Here here I am. You know. Um, you know, I, I, of course, like I mentioned before, I was a non-traditional student. You know, and so I was older than most of the the students there. You know, well, almost all of them. And so, you know, and, and you know, you're older whenever you know the other students would come to you for advice. You know, like, hey, I really like this girl, and you know, uh, I don't think she knows that I even breathe, let alone am alive, let alone you know interested. So, what should I do? You know, so people would come to me because I'm the old man of the group. You know, so I tried to, you know, I tried to be cool, tried to be you know hip and and you know just kind of blend in and you know, all right, I'm not that much older. You know, I'm just one of you guys and everything else. You know, and so I walk into school. This was my second. This is our second year. So I walk into school, and there's my picture posted on, like, every surface that I can see. <laughs> and not only is it my picture, but it, it, you know, it said something like, look who's turning 30 today. And I'm thinking, oh, no, it can't be. And I knew exactly, exactly who did it. <laughs> well, the, the 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 other part of that that uh, poster was like, talk loud. Yeah, because he, he just turned thirty. Yeah, that's right. I knew there was something else to it. Thanks a lot, buddy. 
sorry. And I remember I got I got to class early that day, and I sat like in like the totally opposite seat that I usually sit in. Yeah, and do you know why? Because, you did that? because usually you and I would sit next to each other. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And I came in, I like sat in the back. <laughs> and set up my stuff and like you know what what I what I did because you know because because back in the dark ages we had we had papers you know we don't have these laptops now we had papers for our syllabus oh sure uh, sure and uh, back in the dark ages you know and, and and I set up my syllabus I set up you know all of my highlighters and pens and stuff and all I can hear down the hall people screaming <laughs> happy birthday doctor <laughs> yeah. And I'm going, oh, great, where's he at? Where's he oh, at? I am going to yeah. find him and bludgeon him. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the, the best places I put the signs were uh, in the elevator Yeah. And, and in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, they were everywhere. I could not escape these signs. You know, I, I go into a stall, and I'm standing there, I'm like, oh, there's one right there. It's staring right at And then I turn around, and it's on the back of the door, you know, of the stall. And I'm thinking, they're everywhere. I mean, what time did he get here? He got here like 2 o'clock in the morning. He put them everywhere. So, yeah. yeah. Thanks a lot, buddy. I don't know if I ever thanked you for that. You know, you <laughs> no, you, 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 you really never did. And, and just also to let people know is that, you know, I, I, I use this picture because we have kind of like, I don't know, people would call it now a profile picture. But I, I put this picture like on the first day of medical school where everybody has all their pictures and stuff. So I put that up. I blew it up. Uh, it made it almost as big as an eight and a half by eleven piece of paper, and then I, then I uh, put some words on the bottom and uh, put it everywhere. And uh, uh, people love you, man. That was uh, people yeah. were showing you the love that day. Yeah, that they were. Day. They were about a million times. But I tell you what, you know what paybacks are, buddy. You wait. That's all right. I haven't forgot that. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't forgot that. Yeah. Well, thinking thinking of that, I mean, you know, I've embarrassed you enough. I mean, you, you have to have some stories on me or something like that. I think my audience. Uh, is, is kind of looking for that. Do you, you remember anything embarrassing about me? It's probably just too many to, to think about. You just probably have to you know, narrow it down to a couple or something like that. Oh, where do I begin? I know everybody's listening to me now, wanting you wanting to come up with these great, great stories. Or, or, you could just, or you just make it up because people won't even know anyway. To be honest. <laughs> I guess I could do that. You know, but I, you know, oh, you guys are going to feel let down because um, we just laughed. You know, and and we all made fools of ourselves at different times. And yeah, buddy, you were no different than the rest of us. You know, and and uh, I, you know, was there one specific instance that I remember? No, there isn't. You know, but but we were either we were either laughing with you or we were laughing at you, buddy, because <laughs> <laughs> because we all took turns and you took your share. You know, and it's you know. In medical school, and it's probably like this in, in all the different schools, you know, uh, the, a lot of the attendings, you know, they're looking to stump you, you know. And so, yeah, oh, yeah. there were a lot of times where, you know, we were on it and we knew, you know, kind of like the story I told before, you know, but there were other times, and I guess this, you know, kind of stands out, you know, where, you know, you think you have the answer, and I remember you standing there and you'd say something and they look at you and like, no, no, that's, that's <laughs> completely wrong. You know, and so 
it's it's like standing on a rug and somebody pulling it out from you. I mean, there's no there's no easy way to fall. There's no real. Oh yeah, bam, you know, and you crash and everything else, and you just got to pick yourself and go again. You know, it but, it, it, uh, ha- it happened on every rotation. There'd be somebody to be like, they are going to ask this, and like <laughs> rest would be like, no way, forget yeah. it. Yeah. Someone stand around is like. What do you think about this guy's symptom? Blah 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 blah. And then we know the one person who's going to say it. And we're like, just say it and get it over with. Yeah, just say it. Just you know, stop the bleeding, please. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I mean, it, we we just had a ball. You know, we laughed. You know, and and if we hung out today more than we hang out now, we'd still laugh. You know, we'd we'd still laugh just as much. You know, and we're just kind of a grown up version of the the idiots that we were back in the. <laughs> you know, we're certified now. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I guess that's, that's kind of one of the cool things about you know stuff like Facebook and stuff. I you know I know I found some med school friends, and and I know you probably found some med school people that you hung out with, and it's been nice just to kind of reminisce and say, oh, do you remember this story, or do you remember this story, or do you remember you know what we did after boards that night, or do you not remember what we did after boards that night? Um, and then it gets to like you know, do you remember when graduation day? You know, when you know we were just like, wow. We like made it through, and and they're gonna like give us this degree thing, and now we're like real doctors. Now what are we gonna do? Oh yeah, you know, and I I still feel that way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm thinking, wow. I mean, what are you guys coming through my door for? You know, I'm just a normal guy, you know, that that kind of screws up just like everybody else, you know. But uh, uh, no, it's it's just way cool. You know, I, I wish I could think of, you know, some really good stories for you, but, uh, we, you know. Well, yeah, when, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you come back on the, the next time, you know, well, uh, that'll be your homework because, okay. uh, you know, okay. I know my audience is going to, you know, want some dirt on me. And so I, we will, te- like we will tease, tease them again and invite you back on the show. I like a challenge, and uh, I, I, won't, uh, I won't let you down this time. You know, <laughs> like All right, doc, uh, Dr. Ann, thanks, and thank you so much for being on the show. Your blog um, it's called The Journey Learned, and you can find it at thejourneylearned.blogspots.com. Um, hey, you know, it's, it's, it's been great connecting with you again, and I know that, you know, we're not going to be strangers, and uh, I know that, uh, you know, you and I have talked about my, my interest in palliative medicine, and, uh, you know, maybe I'll be exploring that with you more uh, at some point. But, uh, you know, I mean, who, who would have thought that, you know, I don't know, 15 years later or something like that, you know, after us being scared medical students in a call room that, you know, we'd be sharing this on the Internet on a radio show. I mean, it's just crazy. You know, it is pretty cool. You know, it's crazy and cool at the same time, you know. And, uh, you know, look look where we are now. We we never expected to be here. And look where we're going to go, you know. And, and I know you've voiced your interest in palliative medicine, at least learning more and, you know, carrying more medications in your bag to help treat your patients. And I'll be glad to assist in any way as long, you know, as well as a lot of other people will as well. You know, before I get off the air, i gotta, I got to shout out to uh, some people here. I've got about, a, you know, 112 people. No, I've got a, a few people. No, um, you know. Hospice of the Valley, you know, that's that's our elite hospice group uh, here in Northeast Ohio, and they're my peeps, you know, they, they watch my back, you know, they, I know who, they're, who they are, who they're about, I know um, the hands that they extend out to our patients, and I love them all, and they do a great job, so Hospice of the Valley, you're number one with me. Um, 
gotta gotta throw out my buddy Frank. You know, he's uh, he's like my brother. Um, he's got a wonderful band out there, driving force. I know he's listening, and uh, you know he's not a he's not in the medical field, but I tell you what, he's he's got my back. He he's somebody that I vent to. He's somebody that you know whenever the day's been long and hard, I know I can give him a call and he can lift me up so that I can further treat people. So driving force and Frank, you guys rock. And uh, Dr. Dr. A, God bless you. Thank you for inviting me. And uh, anytime. And uh, listeners out there, I won't let you down next time. I promise. <laughs> hey, thanks a lot, buddy. I know we'll uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks a lot for the time. And uh, yeah, great job today, man. I know uh, this this is a uh, this is a, an important topic. Um, it's a topic that needs to be talked about. And I really appreciate your efforts uh, in trying to educate not only physicians but only. Not, but also uh, patients. So thanks a lot for being on the show, and, and I know we'll, uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Thank you, Dr. A. Take care, Ready. listeners. All righty. So there you go, kids. So that's my buddy, uh, Dr. M, there. And uh, so don't go anywhere, anybody. Uh, so uh, we have about uh, about half an hour. I'm not, probably not going to go the uh, whole uh, half an hour, uh, but uh, we'll uh, share some comments here with you before we close up the show. So don't go anywhere. Uh, you're listening to the Dr. Anonymous Show. Only on Block Talk Radio, and uh, we'll be right back to close up the show. to the Dr. Anonymous show only on Blog Talk Radio. So we have about 24 minutes here, and I'm, I'm probably not going to go the whole time here, so I'm just going to just uh, share some closing thoughts here. But we do, before we do that, we do have a caller here, and I um, may know who this is. Hello, welcome to Dr. Anonymous show. Who is this? Wait a minute, let me, yeah, here we go. Hello, who is this? Hey, Dr. Anonymous. Yes. Hello. Yes. Dr. A, it's Kevin calling. It's Kevin calling from Buffalo, New York. How are you? 
Yeah, Kevin. Yeah, how you been there, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. I just got my got into my email and saw the uh, saw the topic of your show tonight, so I clicked over real quick just to catch the end of it. End of life care, huh? That's a that's a great topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you have any thoughts on it, or or? Well, you know? we um, I, I I'm pretty sure you recall how. I came into contact with you was with the Sergeant Tolan project and uh absolutely absolutely and um all the great things that happened with that and because of that we as as a veterans group we have actually started a nonprofit uh, foundation the Warriors Wish Foundation and we are filling a void where Make a Wish and Dream Foundation leave out and that's serving veterans who are terminally ill um, mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, we've been working with a lot of hospice care providers, a lot of hospice nurses. My wife, in fact, uh, was a hospice nurse. Now she she works at a county medical center. But it's uh, that end of life. That's um, and being a funeral director myself, I see the very end of it. You know, I, yeah. I deal with the yeah. grieving families afterwards. But improving that quality of that end of life is what we're all about. So it was very, the topic was intriguing, and I wanted to catch it. Unfortunately, I just tuned in about four minutes ago, and I didn't get to hear your guest, but you can bet I'll be listening to that show back. But I just wanted to yeah, call Yeah, and, and uh, just to, um, um, yeah, that we do have some new uh, new listeners in, in our chat room here. Um, you know, and why don't you just kind of share, you know, a, a little bit about the Sergeant story again. And, and it's been a while since you came on. Just let us know how he's doing and, and you know, the kind of, kind of the work that you and, and, and the group is doing for him. Well, Sergeant Tolan was the uh, was the spark for us. He's a 31-year-old sergeant, uh, United States Army, diagnosed with colorectal cancer. By the time they caught it, it was stage four. They sent him home to die with his family. We got involved uh, because there was a group of people who were doing a makeover on his house, and they wanted it to be a surprise. And the reason we got involved was to get them, the family, out of the house. Uh, that's what, when I say we. I'm talking about fellow veterans, American Legion VFW members. So we did that. We arranged for that. And um, uh, Grunt Doc was a big part of that. He helped us tremendously. He's one of your uh, faithful listeners and and blog members, I'm sure. But um, the the outpouring from the community, from the veteran service organizations that got that dream of his to come true, and that was to make sure that his home was um, capable of handling him during his last, you know, during the end of his life phase, uh, so he could die at home with his family, and he's going to be able to do that. The good news is, is that he's responded pretty good to his uh, to some chemo regimens that they've been giving him. Uh, he has been anyway. We weren't expecting to have him around past um, past Easter, to be honest with you. Uh, but he responded real well to a few of them, which gave him a little bit of an extension. And now he's rejecting most of um, the regimens they put him on. Um, the doctor actually told him there's the only thing that he can offer him at this point in time is a uh, is a clinical trial, but of course the HMO said no, we're not going to pay for that. Right. Um, and uh, through enough enough phone calls, enough prodding from veterans organizations, from the VA system, the insurance company is taking another look at it. I guess they call it a third level review or something. They're looking yeah. at it. it. Looks like he might get that uh, that clinical trial. Anything that'll extend his time that he can spend with his three little girls who are now two-and-a-half, three-and-a-half, and and six. Uh, Anything that could improve that time or or extend that time, even a day, uh, he's he's very grateful for. Um, He is also very active in our foundation. Um, (laughs) He's dying, 
and he doesn't care about himself. When I call him and I say, hey, Robert, how's things going today? He says, I'm fine. What can we pray for with you about? You know, he's, he's concerned about his fellow man, his fellow veterans, his community. He's the last person he thinks of. It's just amazing. It's absolutely amazing, this guy. Um, yeah. He's on our yeah. board um, for the, the Warriors Wish Foundation. Um, he's real excited about it, as are we. We actually, I'll tell you about one wish real quick. We had a Vietnam veteran, of course, diagnosed with that cancer that's associated with Agent Orange. Um, his yeah. lifelong dream was to meet George Jones, the country music icon, George Jones. And I thought to myself, when he called and said, do this for me, I thought to myself, how, how, how are we going to do this? How are we going to get George Jones to meet this guy? He's one person out of millions and millions. Well, I made a couple phone calls, actually two calls. And within an hour and a half, Doc, an hour and a half, we had George Jones's horse trainer on the phone making contact for us. Long story short, that veteran on Saturday will be at the, um, the Alabama Theater in Myrtle Beach, California, backstage with George Jones. Wow. Just, it's just amazing. We're calling a veteran service organization to say, hey, can you help us with this guy's wish? They can't do enough. They absolutely can't do enough. Our website's up and running. People are going there. They're donating small amounts of money, which helps us get these things taken care of, paying for airfare and paying for uh, for uh, rental cars. The most prominent wish we get, though, Doc, is family. We want our family. We want my. I want my brother and sister to come from Arizona to Pennsylvania to visit me. Uh, I want to go see my grandkids in New Mexico. Those are the wishes, and those are the ones that make us feel so much better at the end of the day when we can do those because they are improving that quality of the end of life and it's just it's just an amazing uh, opportunity we have and we're so privileged and so honored to be able to do it uh, it's just it's absolutely incredible and you know what we've got your listeners um, you know Grunt Doc very instrumental in getting us motivated with this thing because of his outpouring we thought you know what there's millions of Grunt Docs out there meaning veterans um, right. that would they'd be willing to do this and help us with these things and I, mm-hmm. I tell you, we, we have not, we're 100%. Every wish we've gotten, we've been able to fulfill. Um, wow. There's not a whole bunch of them. There's not tons of them. Uh, but we're nationwide already. And we're t- When did we meet over the phone? In November. Yeah, and, and yeah. In six short months, less than six months, you know, we're nationwide. We're granting wishes all over the country. And it's just, it's great. It's absolutely amazing. I did. Uh, I did want to give your foundation a shout out there. Uh, t- tell us the name of the foundation and the website, and because I know okay, I sure. will, uh, I will uh, put it up on my blog. And I know you know the, the people listening to this either live or on the archives. I mean, that's that's what's great about the the, the medical bloggers is that they will help spread the word here for you. So uh, absolutely, uh, tell us the, the name of the foundation and the, and the website and. Uh, the foundation is Warriors Wish Foundation. It is the only wish-granting organization that exclusively serves veterans regardless of their period of time in the service. Uh, There are other foundations out there, uh, Wounded Warriors, Health of the Heroes, but they deal with post-9-11 vets, and and that's it. So Korea, Vietnam, World War II, they're out of the loop. So anyway, we're serving anybody who's ever worn a uniform and is terminally ill. It's Warriors Wish Foundation. The website's real simple. It's www.awarriorwish.org. And we've got a couple things up there right now. As a matter of fact, the, uh, the gentleman who's going to meet George Jones, his wish is up there. You can read about him real quick. Um, and there's another woman who 
it's something about the country music singers. Everybody wants to meet country music singers. This other woman wants to meet Garth Brooks. And yeah. we're having a devil yeah. of a time getting a hold of Garth Brooks's people, but you know what? God willing, and, and we get enough vets that uh, we make enough contact. Some veteran somewhere has got to know somebody in Garth Brooks's camp. So yeah. So we're hoping, you know, we're hoping. But uh, it's been it's been fantastic. And I got you to thank um, your, um, I'm trying to remember, uh, the woman who writes Emergy Blog. She's yes, Kim, so uh, Kim from EmergyBlog.com. Yeah, yep. she, she wrote a, a, a fabulous post uh, when you were on the show before. And, yeah, that's, that's what's great about this community. So, it's, uh, yeah, I, I very much appreciate you calling back and, and uh, giving us your thoughts. And, uh, I, you know, we, you and I will probably have to set up a time for you to come back and kind of just, you know, update, you know, what's been going on. Because I know I get email every once in a while, well, whatever happened to, to this story or that story or your foundation or raising money, and, um, you know, we definitely have to set you up up some time to, for you to come back and see what talk about this a little bit more. Doc, I appreciate it, and I love your show. I tune in when I can. I'm, I'm real busy, but I get to listen once in a while, and it's just nice to sit back with the headphones on while the kids are watching SpongeBob SquarePants and just listen to some intelligent conversation. So I thank you very much. I thank your listeners and your your um, your friends in the blogosphere, and uh, with uh, with a little bit of luck, this thing's going to be huge. It's going to it's too stop it's too big to stop as it is. Uh, yeah. it's rolling and we're going to have offices all over the place and we're going to do we're going to do what's right for the guys who wore that uniform and make sure that you and I had the right to do what we do today that's, that's what it's great. all about that's great Kevin th- thank you so much for calling in call in anytime you let me know if you need anything um, I know you know Grunt Doc he's at GruntDoc.com he's been helping you out um, as well too but uh, yeah we'll, we'll have to have you come back on and, and uh, you know, to con- continue to, to spread the word on, on these stories that, that, that people aren't, aren't hearing about absolutely we'll have a blog up and running pretty soon with uh, it's basically going to be a newsletter you know to keep people aware I mean everything's going to be on the website I'm doing it by myself with a, with a skeleton crew because the main idea here is to keep the cost down and the product big, and that's what we're doing. So Absolutely. everything will be up there, and I will keep you posted. And, again, thank you so much. And everybody who's listening, everybody who reads your blog, thank you so much. We appreciate it. And the Warriors Wish Foundation will, will roll on from here. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Thanks a lot for calling in. Okay. Take care, Doc. See you. Okay. So that's our friend uh, Kevin, and, uh, and for, for people who don't know, I'll, I'll kind of uh, catch up uh, everybody on, on his story. So he, uh, he called in the show uh, last fall to, uh, to share with us uh, one of our fellow bloggers, uh, our good friend Grunt Doc. You can find him at gruntdoc.com. Uh, he's a military guy, and uh, um, this, uh, this gentleman, uh, Kevin, uh, reached out to Grunt Dog and said, hey, we have this guy, um, and, and he's not doing so well, and he has a wish for him, he has a wish for his family, and, you know, can you, can you do anything to help us? And what Grunt Dog did was, I mean, he, uh, he's very well connected, he's networked, uh, and he contacted some people uh, on behalf of this family to help bring this wish come true and part of that also was you know for for his home and for his house and uh, um, I'm sorry I don't remember all the details about that uh, but I do remember Kevin calling in and and uh, you know the, the, the outpouring uh, from you know just this community the the medical blogger blogosphere whatever you want to call it this community 
I know I posted a, 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 a yeah, I wrote up a post for it. I know Grunt Doc wrote a post for it. Um, AmerijaBlog.com wrote a post for it, and uh, you know, help reach out to this family, help to uh, uh, you know uh, raise money uh, for this family. And it looks like that they've really uh, expanded things, and uh, you know, they're, they're trying to reach out to other families um, who need help. And uh, I, I wish them the best. You can find them at awarriorwish.org. That's a warrior's wish. Uh, foundation and hope to have him uh, back on the show. So I appreciate him uh, calling in. So I mean, I didn't even know that was going to happen. That's, that's one of the great things about live radio is that <laughs> you never know who's going to be calling in. And, and uh, I appreciate him calling in. And uh, so uh, so yeah, we'll definitely have to have him back on the show. So uh, so yeah, so just switching gears here. I think somebody called in uh, while Kevin was uh, was on the phone. If if you would like to call back, uh, go ahead and do that. Uh, the number here is six four six seven one six. Uh, nine five one four, and uh, yeah, so uh, just kind of letting people know, you know, what's coming up here uh, on the uh, Doctor Anonymous show. Yes, I am. Uh, I've been <laughs> people who've been listening to the show uh, have seen that I have been obsessed with the Snuggie. I don't know why. I have no idea. Uh, so, but those of you who are following me on Twitter um, and follow me on Facebook, you saw that a couple nights ago I posted that I purchased a Snuggie, and those of you who are in my live chat room right now have witnessing me in the Snuggie, so I don't know. It's fleece. Uh, I don't know. It's comfy. It doesn't really go with the tie and the shirt, so I'm going to have to try to figure out uh, something with that, uh, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's just something different, I guess. <laughs> so... Um, uh, well, I mean, part of the reason is that, uh, you know, I've been talking about this for a while. And uh, next week, one week from today, I will be in the great city of Chicago, Illinois, uh, with our good friends uh, from the Annie and Burl live show, Annie and Burl. <laughs> uh, they uh, have graciously offered for me to uh, hang out and do my show from their luxurious studio there in Chicago, Illinois. So uh, I will be hanging out there. Um, actually, uh, I'm going there for a conference, uh, but I do have some free time at night, so I'll be hanging out with them um, at night. And uh, I, I am—I haven't had—I haven't done a, uh, a Saturday show in a while, uh, so I'll be doing uh, my Saturday show uh, from there too, from their studio. Uh, so, so it's going to be a good time. So I was hoping, and I've been talking about this for a while. You know, having an all snuggy show, <laughs> so uh, so maybe we can make that happen. I know uh, uh, my good friend Kimmy, Kimmy, who's in the chat room, um, she is flying in from Seattle to be in Chicago uh, next week too. So look out for that. That's going to be very uh, interesting. And I think our good friend uh, Epi Junkie, uh, who's from uh, Toledo, is going to be coming in. I think for the uh, Saturday uh, show and. Uh, those of you who don't know, Annie and Burl have a great show here on the network here, here on the Blog Talk Radio. You can find them Wednesday and Saturday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time or what they call Rock Dog Time. And uh, so, uh, so yeah, so that's, uh, that's what's coming up uh, next week. Um, and uh, just to give you a little bit of a, uh, <laughs> an inside look here about, uh, about something that's going to be happening on my blog next week, 
um, I'll give all of you in my chat room the, the first listen to this. <laughs> um, so as I, as I talked uh, before with our, with our guest, uh, I've been looking at some old videotapes. And uh, a friend of mine back in college, uh, his family uh, lived uh, or relatives lived in the Chicago area. Uh, so I think it was first year or second year in college. Uh, it was over spring break. Uh, we got in the car and we drove to Chicago because uh, you know, he hadn't seen his relatives for a while, and and I just wanted to get out of town. Uh, so so we went out there. We took our video camera, and uh, uh, fun ensued everywhere. <laughs> so what I've been doing over the past few days is is trying to put that video. Uh, together, and uh, I will share that with you uh, next week on DrAnonymous.com. Uh, you cannot miss that. That is going to be a good time next week. It's been fun putting together some of these, uh, some of these uh, old, old videotapes, when, when they used to have videotapes. Do people remember when they used to have tapes, not this digital stuff that's going on now? It's like, you know, uh, but it's easier to edit now because <laughs> I just plug it into the computer and uh, um, and put the clips together. So, uh, so that are, that's been fun to, to do that. So, uh, so I'll be putting that up uh, there on the blog there uh, next week. Uh, let's see what's, what else is going on here. So, uh, and at the uh, end of the month, uh, we'll be having our friends from PodCamp Ohio. That will be on April 30th. So I'm still trying to put together a, a presentation for uh, PodCamp uh, Ohio. That'll be uh, June 20th in Columbus, Ohio. It was there last year. And I uh, met a lot of bloggers, not just in medicine, but uh, across the spectrum. I learned a lot about uh, different type of topics, uh, especially when it comes to tech um, and education and, and all kinds of bloggers out there. So, uh, so we'll be having the uh, PodCamp Ohio uh, people come on at the end of the month here. And if you haven't heard already, um, I uh, have been asked to, uh, uh, to chair, to moderate a panel at uh, Blog World Expo, uh, actually Blog World and New Media Expo in Las Vegas in October. You can, you can get there at blogworldexpo.com. So I'm very excited about that. And if you want to uh, learn a little bit about what's going on there, our good friend from uh, emergeblog.com was on the show last week. She now has a little, a little tab um, on the top of her blog called uh, Blog World sharing some of the topics uh, there as well. So, so that's going to be fun. So if you are a med blocker, <laughs> you have to get to Las Vegas in October. It's October 15th because it's just going to be historic. It's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I tell people already that I've already started saving up the bail money. So, uh, so that's going to be a very, very good time out there. Uh, and of course, uh, uh, PodCamp Ohio is going to be fun too in June. So uh, let's see. I think that's all I have here for you here this evening, kids. It was it was uh, it was fun having uh, having Dr. M on, uh, and uh, uh, I, I haven't talked to him for a while. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's weird. You know, you just uh, yeah, he just uh, he he works in the town right next to me, and. I haven't talked with him for a while. We kind of see each other at hospital meetings or, you know, here and there and really haven't had a good chance to sit down and talk until this education conference that happened uh, a month or two ago and just to sit down and, and just to catch up and, and to, uh, 
you, you know, you have those friends, you know, that you get to know real well, and, and uh, once you start talking, I mean, you just kind of pick up where you left off. I mean, that's that's just, <laughs> and then we just started reminiscing and things, and uh, uh, it was it was great. It was great to catch up with him again. I definitely, you know, I I have to do my part to try to you know continue to <laughs> keep you know keep those communication channels open, you know, because when you get when you get in the rat race, when you get into those things, you get bogged down in your job or bogged down in this, and, and uh, you, know, you, you just have to really you know make an effort to say, hey, you know, what is going on? How are you doing? Uh, how's it going? So, uh, so I definitely have to, to to keep my end of the deal there and, and try to do that, and I'll I'll do the best I can. I'll probably do a bad bad. <laughs> bad job at that again but uh, i'm i'm gonna try i'm really gonna try and and uh i'm here on radio and i'm here on the podcast that's recorded and uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna try to do that so uh i think that's it kids i think that's all i have for you here uh here this evening so um i am uh, i am on call this weekend so uh, I'm not going to be having my uh, Saturday show. So, uh, but I do want to invite everybody to the Annie and Burrow Live Show on Saturday night here on Blog Talk Radio. It is 10 p.m. Eastern time. You can uh, find out more information at AnnieBurrowTalk.com or right here on the network, uh, BlogTalkRadio.com/AnnieBurrowTalk. And uh, um, if I am not saving lives, <laughs> I will be uh, definitely in the chat room there. Uh, hanging out, uh, making fun of Burl. <laughs> um, but our, our uh, next uh, show here will be one week from tonight. It will be uh, uh, Thursday, uh, April 23rd, 2009 at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, or where I will be, it will be 8 p.m. Central Time. <laughs> and I will be from the uh, luxurious, luxurious Annie and Burl Live Studios in Chicago, Illinois, you can't miss that because uh, uh, the fun that we're going to have during that show uh, is just going to be—it's going to be a good one. So you can't—you uh, can't miss that. It's going to be a special show there. We have Annie and Burl there, and we'll also have Kimmy on the show, and uh, we will all be in the same studio at the same time. So uh, <laughs> you definitely, definitely cannot miss that. Uh, so that's it. So thanks a lot for joining me on the show here tonight. Uh, thanks to uh, Dr. M. You can find his blog at thejourneylearned.blogspot.com. Uh, put that in your RSS reader. Link to him. You know, read him. He sees uh, a lot, a lot of good stuff. I'm uh, looking forward to uh, reading, uh, reading more um, about his stories that he has. So. So, so that's it, kids. So uh, thanks a lot for uh, for joining me, and I'll have. Uh, uh, I think what I'll do here, uh, as a bonus to people who have uh, who have kept with me through the show here, I think I'm going to do a little post show. I think I will. I'll do a little post show here, uh, and uh, on uh, live uh, video, it will be on uh, UStream, so uh, you can get there through DrAnonymous.tv if you're by a computer, and I will do a little post show. Uh, and uh, you guys can make fun of my Snuggie. <laughs> so I will drop this link in the chat room. Uh, Dr. Uh, if I can spell, I can't multitask. Dr. Anonymous.tv. So um, what I'll do is I'll play a little closing song here, and I will get my uh, Ustream set up, and uh, we will have more fun 
than uh, anybody's allowed to have. So thanks a lot for joining me. I am Dr. Anonymous. You can find me at dranonymous.com and become my Facebook fan on dranonymous.net and subscribe to me on iTunes at dranonymous.org. So uh, thanks a lot uh, for joining me, either live or on the archives. Next week, look out, Windy City. I am coming to Chicago. So look out, wake the neighbors, because uh, we're going to have fun here uh, next week. So thanks a lot, everybody. And uh, we will talk to you very soon. Everybody have a good week and a good weekend. We will see you back here next week, same bat time, same bat station. I am Dr. Anonymous, and uh, good night from the Buckeye State, and we'll see you later.